Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. I'm John Wolfe. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat Appendix, an undead second favorite. And we need to figure out how we're going to introduce this for Demon Souls, because we do not have any uh, uh, undead favorite uh, uh, equivalent Demon live Souls. from this. Um, we'll, we'll find one. Demon yeah. Souls, Umbasa. Demon Souls for the world, so the world might be mended. Yeah. So it's- the world might be mended again. Boom. There we go. Yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> but uh, as you mentioned this is the second favorite uh uh because we read your responses uh which are actually our favorites yes which actually are i've realized how shitty that sounded yeah it's just it was it's my fault for coining it and i just like the idea of like that line that line of oscar store where he says it's an undead favorite Mm -hmm. always made me laugh yep and then the idea of having an undead second favorite (laughs) yeah but uh, this this is second on the show, but first in our hearts. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to start off with uh, a much needed errata uh, segment because we are we make we're prone to claims and we are often yep. wrong, and yep. uh, we need to be held in check. Yep. So these are uh, corrections, and I'll start us off with uh, Maddox Delaska, and uh, he says regarding Lost Isolith not seeming like a live city, I always saw it as not seeming like a live city because it was consumed in flame as the demons flowed from the bed of chaos. <laughs> So the same way that that would not the same way that Pompeii is not a live city. Yeah. Like that makes sense. It 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 de- it definitely does. Um this is like the area of the game that is most impacted by the disaster that struck it. You know, I could <laughs> I could see I could see the uh um lava consuming any like any kind of like thatch hut roof things <laughs> yeah. around around it, you know. But uh, maybe, maybe guys with roofing yeah. famine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um the 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 uh maybe it's not so much the most impacted but it's been impacted the longest mm, yeah because you know you see the thing the areas in different states of states of impact so like we talked about in the last episode where elysial it's kind of happening when you get there mm-hmm. you know and the buildings are crumbling and stuff like that and that right. very well could become as featureless and and poorly designed as lost isolith with enough of this <laughs> yeah so yeah, the abyss eats the design. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The abyss is a thing that destroys game design. It just eats the code. Um, yeah, uh, John, do you want to read Alan's? Uh, actually, can, can I can I impose and read this one because it's kind of complicated. Sure. Yes, I'm going to break the order. Uh, Alan uh, sent us in uh, via as I, it says Facebook, but it's not the session by contact. Um, sent in a really, really long and well thought out response. Uh, it was too long for us to read, so there are sections of it that I paraphrase because I wanted to get the gist out. Uh, so it is it is fiercely edited, and I'm going to make a note when I'm quoting him and when we actually. Uh, uh, are just kind of like uh, summarizing some of it. So he says, it seems like there was a lot of dissatisfaction with Lost Isolith when it comes to lore. Cole was commenting on how there was no way that people could have lived in the ruins before the disaster. 
here is my take on the area. Isolith was more like a swamp, and there was uh, no lava no lava at all before the Chaos Flame was created. You guys mentioned Anchor Wat as an inspiration for the level design, and I think that the place is the I think that that place is the right thing to hold on to in your mind. It is full of life in a swampy jungle. We know that the pyromancers were all about life. It is mentioned in lots of the spell descriptions. And then he kind of goes on to, you know, say that he believes that the Witch of Isleth, uh, you know, it wasn't only her that transformed, but everything else. So, like, the water into lava and the inhabitants into demons, uh, much, like this, much like the ceaseless discharge was kind of warped. Uh, hmm. he, he kind of uh, conjectures that maybe uh, the ceaseless discharge was uh, he, he attempted to cast Flash Sweat to uh, make a final stand against whatever was happening. And then that turned into uh, lava and made him into what he was. Oh. Um, yeah, it gets really, really involved. Uh, he continues to say, uh, there are tons of problems with this whole idea and it rests on shaky assumptions, but uh, it is the best BS I can come up with for the area. And I appreciate it. Um, and then he goes on to kind of talk about Pinwheel and kind of the role that he plays. Uh, you know, we talked about how he was a little bit bereft of lore, so he tries to fill in some of the uh, some of the gaps by saying that he was part of uh, the occult rebellion that Havel was part of, uh, being led by Velka to depose the four lords. Uh, the plan, he thinks, was to install people close to the lords so that they could all strike at once. Pinwheel is holding the right of kindling to stop the flow of humanity, the first flame. And this is maybe what weakened the flame the most, causing Gwyn to try and kindle it himself. So the idea being that with the right of kindling, the humanity goes to the individual bonfires instead of going to the... Kind of, yeah. So like the idea is like the right of kindling makes it so that the bonfires take more humanity. And that hmm. was enough to weaken it to the point where it was like a breaking point. Hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. I like oh. that. Yeah. So yeah, like like very well thought out. He's, he's definitely a thinker in, in Dark Souls lore. So thank you so much, Alan. Yeah, thanks, Alan. That's a good. That's an interesting idea. Like, I don't have a uh, like. A, like a lot of things are purely conjectural. Like, I can just kind of like the idea or not like the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's nothing that directly contradicts that. Right. But like the the nice thing, you know, or like the one thing you can say about it is that it doesn't contradict anything. Like, if you were going to fill in the blanks with this, it doesn't wrinkle necessarily. Yeah. So good work. And 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 something that like that this helped me make a make a connection to. Maybe Isleth was the Great Swamp. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I get the impression that the Great Swamp existed at the same time as that Isolith stuff. No, no, no. Because uh, what's her head? Uh, Quilana goes to the Great Swamp because that's where Salaman is from, right? Yeah. Yeah, she teaches Salaman. Salaman is from the Great Swamp. Right. But does she go there? Salaman brought the pyromancy to the Great Swamp. Yeah, there's something about bringing pyromancy to the Great Swamp. Mm, Like There's some language that implies that they're different locations. Okay. And then also, uh, what is it? Um... Uh, Laurentius talks about getting back to the Great Swamp um, at some point. Maybe yeah, that. it seems like Laurentius <laughs> has been there recently. Like, he doesn't yeah. seem like he's that old and he's from there. Yeah, I got the impression that he is, like, traveling from there the same way that, you know, the Berenike Knights are coming and the same way that the people from Astoria are coming right. mm-hmm. from there. So I just think of it as another – I try to think of it as, like, for some reason the Great Swamp ends up – because there is a gigantic swamp <laughs> in the game, like, people tend to get more confused. Like, no one's ever like, oh, the Undead Parish is actually Astoria – even though or Astora, even though like it's a story. Yeah. <laughs> they shot they shot Goonies at the Undead Parish. Um, <laughs> the, like no one no one's ever saying like the you know the, the Undead Parish is a store, even though it's a church and we know mm-hmm. Astora is religion, you know? It's just yeah. the fact that there is a gigantic swamp makes people want to believe that there is a great swamp in that's, the game. But I just think of it it's like Kareem or Bernicky or anything like that. It's always it's always a swamp, not your swamp. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um 
John, you want to read Jimmel C? <laughs> sure, I will read Jimmel C. Jimmel C says via contact, Well, I understand that you guys aren't too keen on the theory behind Pinwheel's origin. I would like to know what you make of the fact that in Pinwheel's track, you can hear the words, I'm so sorry, being repeated over and over again. Personally, I think it adds a little more weight to the Pinwheel theory, and also it makes the song so much creepier and therefore awesome. You guys also mentioned how Nito's entrance is overgrown and dilapidated because he's been inactive for a very long time. Well, of course the poor bastard has been inactive. Lordran has become undead and therefore nobody is dying. With nobody to die, poor Nito has nothing to do, so now he gets kills time lazing about in his coffin, encouraging Grave Lords to troll other players out of boredom. <laughs> Dude needs to get a goddamn job. My, fa- my favorite lore conjecture that we've ever gotten. Yeah, dude needs to get, Nito that, needs to get a goddamn job. That he, is pretty amazing. He uh, wept for there are no more worlds to conquer. Yeah, that, that second bit I think is right. That's pretty awesome. Like the idea, like, I mean, and why didn't we put that together? We're mm-hmm. fucking idiots. Is that like, yeah, no one is dying. Over many eons, yeah. even death may die. Yeah, yes. Uh, a lore a lore reason for people for players trolling other players is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well that, that that's the that's the MO of Dark Wraiths too, right? Yeah, more yeah, or but, less. But they're trying to you know, they're they're getting something out of it, you know, ostensibly in the lore, right? They're oh, yeah. stealing humanity to give to Koth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's Nito not, it's doesn't not strictly... get anything from the Grave Lords. Yeah. He's just fucking them over. He gets those eyes. <laughs> you can offer him those eyes if you those want to. Delicious, yeah. delicious eyes. But then you just use the eyes to do more, uh, more trolling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to your first point, like I've heard that track before, and that's always part of the evidence. But it doesn't suggest a family or anything to me. Like somebody's sorry. Um, you know, maybe it's him. Like maybe it le- lends a little bit to it. But I still feel like that's one of the bigger jumps that I've read. Yeah. Like you have to kind of uh, like imagine like so. There is some family inner and imagery around him because of the masks you know so i get that but then the 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 there's no b or c or d between the a and e of him having killed his family and being guilty about it and trying to bring them back mm-hmm. yeah you know like again like it doesn't necessarily directly contradict things there are some things that would be nice little details if that were true but uh yeah and and and, and that being said i don't know why it says i'm so sorry over and over in the the soundtrack but i don't it feels yeah. like it feels like it almost had to be a deliberate choice. I mean, it had to be, not almost had to be. It had to be a deliberate choice. Well, whenever you say a word, it, it's often a deliberate, deliberate I, choice. Like, I mean, somebody have definitely you listened like, to anything that I've put out. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, I'm still holding you accountable as if they were deliberate choices. Okay. The same way I will hold uh, FromSoft accountable, it's a deliberate choice. But what that choice means mm-hmm. doesn't lend itself or doesn't necessarily point to the family idea to me. Yeah. You know, I've been sorry to lots of things. Yeah. Like, you know, pets, lovers, like parents, you know, like any number of things, the environment, um, Obama, like there's, there's lots of stuff that I've been sorry to. Um, so, I mean, it's not, I don't necessarily think it's wrong. I just don't, it feels like a bigger leap than a lot of stuff I'm used to reading right. about it. So hmm. that's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, going in our order, I'll read, uh, I'll read the next uh, couple cause they're super short. Yeah. Just to, to spread out the wealth. Um, Sal via contact says, um, he sent in, and this is a, conge- uh, uh, what is it? A, 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 con- a con- condensation. Yeah. This condensation. Is yeah. yeah. Um, paraphrasing. That's right. Yeah. Um, he sent in a, a lengthy and thoughtful email about his experiences with the whole game. Um, we cannot read all of it. 
however. Um, so just uh, you know, thank you for, for contacting. But one the big thing is he uh, we sent out a call a little while back about what games are like Dark Souls, and uh, he recommended Nier, um, which I have yeah. never played. The only thing I know about Nier is that once you beat the game, something happens, and if you play it again, it recontextualizes everything the first time. Right. Which I like that idea a lot. Yeah. I, you know, like, I, I'm on the search, too. You know, I've got Dragon's Dogma waiting, and, you know, I've got to be Demon Souls, obviously. But uh, that, that that was one that I almost dismissed out of hand simply because it was Square developed. Mm-hmm. Like like modern Square, you know, late, yeah. late, late 2000 Square. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll at least give it, you know, shrift, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't uh, count out taking a look at it. I doubt we'd be able to do it in between seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably a little too long for that, but, like, uh, it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been interested in it for a long time. So we appreciate that. We're still on the lookout. Yep. So whatever, you know, games that scratch that Dark Souls itch for you that aren't Castlevania 3, <laughs> uh, let, let us know. Right. Um, do you know any, John? Like, do you have any games that, like, can I do that for you? You know, I I don't really. I, I have not really found anything that scratched the itch. Um, I, I made a really half-assed attempt at playing Castlevania 2 and it reminded me of Dark Souls but it's impossible to <laughs> fucking play <laughs> yeah it's a little bit like Dark Souls but it's not, uh, unfortunately it's not the type of game you play right yeah. <laughs> so, so it's not yeah. and, and I say that as, as, a, as a forever mild defender of Castlevania 2 right. <laughs> um, a tempered enthusiasm yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Um, moving on kind of to our, our responses um, real quick, uh, uh, props to Chad Cross, who platinumed the game on his PS3. Yeah, got all the trophies. Yeah, Duckfeed super fan Chad Cross uh, posted a, posted a uh, a screenshot on June the twenty second saying that he had platinumed it, which I understand is real fucking hard because you have to play through it like seven times. You had to get all the boss weapons, right? Like all the rare weapons in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rare weapons trophy is the one that I think gets everybody because you have to pick up every like rare drop bullshit, Titanite catch pole. Yeah. yeah. Like, who has a Titanite catch pole? <laughs> like nobody. Who has a Balder side sword? Nobody like, has. Like yeah, it just it doesn't it just doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Um, On so, one character. I, I, this is yeah. if, if you if you're being sarcastic, this is like the hmm. Are you I, being, I'm being sar- sarcastic? Yeah. What, what's that? I, I'm not being sarcastic about how hard it is. I'm okay. being sarcastic about the Balder side sword. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got the Balder side table if you recall. Okay. Um yeah, and then I'll just I'll read the, this actual. So there's two super short ones. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. We're in responses, and uh, I'll read Joseph's here real quick. Uh, Joseph Ellis uh, has this to say about the Artorias of the Abyss DLC. This has to be my favorite place in the game. The Sanctuary Guardian uh, was a fresh slap in the face. Then the stone giants in the forest always get the best of me with their earthquake attack. Artorias is an SOB. It took me nearly 30 tries to finally best him. I tried every combo of gear and weapons I could until I uh, finally said, F it. Uh, when I went in with light gear and two-handing a plus-five Black Knight Halberd, that did it. Uh, the Black Magic users are a pain, but manageable. I thought Manus would be a lot harder. I got him on the second go. Yeah? Um, <laughs> I, um, I guess because uh, using what I took away from the Artorias fight. Um, I did acquire my favorite gear from here as well. I now walk around as Chester. The mask and top hat are the best. Uh, Calamite gave me a bit of trouble as well, but just not quite as much as Artorias. Yep. So... <clears throat> Yeah, similar uh, similar experiences. Even though, like, we all hate Manus. <laughs> yeah, yep. two tries. Um, I uh, yeah, Manus on the second try is crazy to me. Yeah. Even though I, he's the only boss in the game that, like, 
my wealth of knowledge has not helped me with. Mm-hmm. Like most of the bosses now, like the, even the ones that took me a thousand tries before I can beat really consistently now, like one or two tries, like Manus, you know, who knows what it's going to take mm-hmm. anytime I get to him with a specific build. Like that guy is my, definitely my, my weakness. Yeah. It took doing it like a million times to beat him on soul level one before I really felt like I had a handle on him. Otherwise, it was just kind of random. I, I might just end up killing him. But. <laughs> yeah, it's not luck based. Like that's not what I were implying. But like, <laughs> no, there's an element of it. Like that's like it feels lucky how much skill I'm going to bring to the the fight at that time. Yeah, you know, like it, it's me. It's not it. So Gavin goes on to say via the contact form, the DLC is my favorite piece of added content for any game. From the very first Chimera boss fight uh, to the sun-drenched forest arena, I knew it was going to be special, and I wasn't disappointed. The Knight Artorias fight uh, was, I would say, one of the hardest boss fights in the entire game. I completed the DLC, but have one confession to make, and that is that I have never in all my playthroughs beaten Calamite, that fucking dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calamite, use ranged weapons. <laughs> yeah. That, that, like, that, like, if there's one pro tip, uh, that will be the one. Yep, arrow, arrows, and, and, and you know, it's, it's not something you take lightly if you haven't built up a good bow right. at this point. But if you have sorceries and you have a decent bow, mm-hmm. his lock-on range, your lock-on range is longer than his fire range. I'd right. use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping with a the theme, do you want to read Alan's? Is it the same Alan? It is the same Alan, yes. All right. John, do you want to read Alan's? Uh, I will do that. Alan says via contact, pretty much everything about the DLC is great. One of my favorite aspects to this area is the amount of callbacks to the rest of the game. The moment when Calamite first slams down by you, then flies by is like the Hellkite Drake. The Sanctuary Bonfire is the only other bonfire besides Firelink to have the bowl staircase around it. That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Even seeing the Artorias Coliseum from a distance reminded me of the Kiln of the First Flame. Then, of course, the setting being Darkroot with related yet different enemies is great. If this is the way they're going to do time travel in Dark Souls 2, then I can't wait. Yeah. That makes me excited. Yeah, if that's what because there's you know, there's some kind of time mechanic and they're going to do time travel. If they actually do that and you're you know they play with that fourth dimension, like how your actions affect yeah. things like that, mm-hmm. like bring it on, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That would be insane. Yeah, that is good stuff. I want it. I want that. I want it. <laughs> no. I did, yeah. It's like I would pretty much put aside like every game that I'm playing right now that I'm excited about, like just to play that. You know, yeah. like that. Want so bad? <laughs> oh man! I'm not the type of series you get sick of. Do, do, do we um, do we know that it's been playable at any events? Because um, I know yeah. they, I know that they've done like demos, like like guided demos. But like, can you just like go to Gamescom and play this thing? Yeah, it's been playable at an event. I read an account from some IGN. It might not have been IGN. I just don't. I don't know what modern game medias are right now. <laughs> right. Like probably IGN, but something like that. Uh, did like a kind of a after report on it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything he said sounded really encouraging. Um, the uh, uh, there's, there's some weird little changes, like you heal now from enemy drops. Like enemies can drop heal right. items that are really minorly heal you. Right. Um, the uh, I think there there's still Estus, but also there's a scene where a character is dousing a bonfire, which mm-hmm. makes me think that there's some kind of risk reward in having a bonfire active. Right. which maybe these healing things are to do that. The coolest thing was he showed this boss fight, which is this like mirror night guy, which is yeah, just like, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Holy shit. How fun <laughs> would it, is it going to be to like invade as that mirror night mm-hmm. or in that, mm. with that mirror? Yeah. Like yeah. you never be able to like team up with a boss to fight a player. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Really yeah. glad they did that again. The old monk was so fucking cool. God, the old monk is good. <laughs> I had my first, uh, the last playthrough I did of that game, uh, the first time where it worked. Oh, and I got, nice. I got a player and I didn't get a, a, a NPC at it, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. So yeah. I won too, which is crazy, but I, I didn't really <laughs> earn it. Like, um, it, it was not an honorable win. Um, so thank you. Neamor yeah. um, Zor, so a, a screen name, but Neamor Zor. Uh, says via contact. On my first playthrough of Vanilla Dark Souls, my shield was my best friend. Then I tried the DLC and realized that my shield wouldn't help me and relearn the game. Fast rolling, <laughs> almost naked, fun. Um, I finally started New Game Plus X uh, with naked characters, having fun dodging and watching the reaction of my roommates. I'm assuming <laughs> New Game Plus X means he's tr- going through the different... Yeah. You know, going one through seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Learning to dodge is super important and super fun. Yeah. I like the idea of playing this game in front of roommates. Yep. 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 And yep. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Billy uh, says via contact, uh, where I had my real trouble with the DLC was the famed Knight Artorias, who I have to say is one of the most badass characters in the game. He was quite the brick wall, and the large amount of videos I'd seen of his fight did not prepare me for it. He killed me around 15 to 20 times before I set his soul to rest. Uh, his was definitely my hardest boss so far, and I soon decided that trying to tank him with my grass crest was never going to work, for me at least. Um, so I set my sights on two-handing my plus five life hunt scythe, dodging every move and countering, as well as breaking him uh, out of his buff animation for some free damage. It never made me angry to lose to him, though. I always saw him as a legitimate and fair and challenging boss. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah. Yep. Yep, he's an honorable knight. Definitely. Even to the end. <laughs> yep. John? Right, John? Chad? Yep. So Chad says via contact, it wasn't until I had reached the 300th hour in Dark Souls that I realized the game was lacking something. With the passage of time, I've definitely grown to dislike, simply by comparison to the other areas of the game, the Demon Ruins, Lost Isolith, Kiln portions of the game. With the release of the Artorias DLC, I was completely reinvigorated. Leading up to the release, I was on total media blackout, so it felt like my first nightmarish experience of the game all over again. In terms of bosses, the Guardian is now my least favorite boss in the game. The number of attacks seem to be as numerous as Manas, but that charge? That charge can be repeated back-to-back just enough times to knock you over and maul you before you can do anything. Artorias is without a doubt my favorite because it's as if I'm fighting a peer. He has an awesome but telegraphed moveset. Every now and then, the RNG will instruct him to double or triple sword stomp. Dark Souls, right? I never venture into Calamite's Valley alone. If I ever make it past Manus on my SL1, Calamite may make me skip to Gwyn. From the lore side of things, I really wish there was more to Dusk's story. After rescuing her from the chasm of the abyss, she gently weeps, and that's it. Did I miss something here? I was happy to see Sif make another appearance, but I really wish no one would leave a message on top of his summon sign in the chasm. <laughs> I, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> summon should be the default action when a message is present in the same space. Or maybe I'm just doing it wrong. <laughs> no, you're not doing it wrong. No. The person who did that thing to you is doing it wrong. They, they did you wrong. Yes, they did you yeah. wrong. They, they did you wrong right. Yes. Um, um, so when you ask if you did miss if you missed something, you are. You just have to go back to uh, to Darkroot and speak to speak to Dusk, and that's true. she she will she will say like you have a similar bearing and countenance to the person you rescued me. I have no recollection, but it was Artorius. Blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. There should be a covenant in Dark Souls 2 based on trolling people by putting soapstone messages on top of important <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. You, you get a humanity or the equivalent by 
<laughs> yeah, just just the jerk. Yeah, like yeah. just the jerk covenant. Like we're just you know standing on narrow ledges with shields, and uh, you know the, when you join, you get a special dragon great bow. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you, get, you get a shield that every time like somebody hits it, it goes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, oh, man, man I can't wait to see all the ways people are going to troll in that game oh, I want it like, so God, bad like, I, I, just, I hate to keep belaboring that point but like the amount of entertainment I've got in this game not even just playing it but like doing the podcast and then also <laughs> watching YouTubes and stuff Yeah, yeah. Like, it, is, it is like there's just like this bounty of thousands of hours of entertainment ahead of me <laughs> yeah. and I want it I want it so bad. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Chase uh, says via mm-hmm. email, uh, via contact rather, my first experience with the DLC was actually via multiplayer. My first ever invasion was a Chester theme invasion. Being quickly dispatched left me feeling broken and confused. Not because he beat me, but because I had no idea that there was this weird Mad Hatter-esque armor set in the game. While finding him made the invasions uh, make a little bit more sense, it certainly still felt strange and out of place. The chasm holds a special place in my heart because it was uh, the first time I was actually a little freaked out about what happened in this world. Up till this point, uh, I was on the same page as what was going on. Blighted town, cool. Fortress created by uh, by a vindictive DM, awesome. A place that actually looks habitable in Orlando, a little weird, but sure. But the humanity, phantoms, oh, the humanity, phantoms. That's what really got to me. It made me stop and say, Artorius, what the hell did you do? wasn't Artorius. It was Manus. Yeah, he didn't yep. really do it. Yeah, no. Oh, it, wasn't it was Elysial oh. that brought it upon themselves. Yeah, it was Elysial. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, you, you bastards. <laughs> you blew it up. <laughs> God um, damn it all to hell. Something, that, something they bring up that's really awesome um, is that idea of getting invaded by somebody who has later game gear. Yeah. Then, uh, then you have. That's really neat. That's a neat idea. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, where's that? Where do you get that? Yeah, you know, because anything they have, you're going to be able to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty yeah. cool. It's but definitely, if it's, really, if it's pretty really harsh hard. shit your first time through. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah. let's tag team uh, Jeremy's yeah. response because it is a long. Yes, it is. Long one. Um, I'll read the first uh, few paragraphs, mm-hmm. and I'll tag tag in. <clears throat> uh, Jeremy Greer, our uh, PvP expert, says via contact. Uh, this is probably the best DLC area for any game and easily my favorite part of Dark Souls. The boss fights are aggressive, fun, and very different from one another. The additional characters you meet are fantastic, from Blind Olgo to Creepy Chester. The overlap in geography in the Royal Woods and Darkroot Forest works for me, even though I know some people feel uh, that they reuse the asset. And those people are crazy. Boo. Uh, <laughs> to those people, not to, not to Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said brief, right? Let me sum it up. Very good. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Does anybody want peanuts? Does anybody want to beat up for slash go boys? Um, <laughs> PVP corner. Alicio quickly became a PVP hotspot, and even today is your best chance of invading or being invaded in the game outside of the forest. Chasing people through the treacherous terrain is always a blast, and ambushing them as they take on a host of corrupted citizens is hilarious. Nowadays, you'll mostly get people waiting for invaders, although gankers aren't as much of an issue. All right, John, you're tagged in. All right. I'd like to talk about Frum's weirdly ineffectual efforts at an actual PvP arena. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I often wonder if they pay attention to the stuff that people say online or the huge number of Dark Souls videos on YouTube. And here it seems like they did, and then completely screwed it up. For those unfamiliar, the Battle of Stoicism allows two or four players to group up and fight each other, deathmatch, or team-style fights. There are two unique areas for you to fight in, Deus and Ruins, and you get another crystal that allows you to leave the fights. 
the hilariously named Purple Coward's Crystal, <laughs> making me wonder if the crystal is purple or just the coward. Yeah, so, so <laughs> the, it could, like, purple, does that seem a little bit, like, homophobic to you guys? I never got I, that. No, like I, didn't, I didn't think it, it was the I think they just needed another design. color because they had already yeah. done, like, you know, the black yeah. and the white, and they had the, the orange soapstone. They, they could have gone with yellow, the yellow cowards. Yeah, yeah. that would have been if, good. If it were pink, I would I would think it was maybe. Yeah. Purple, purple, I think, is a stretch. Like, I don't yeah. think of a prince wears purple. Like, I don't think of purple, purple as an inherently. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's true. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I want something to be, out, to be outraged about. It's royal. Yes. It's like royal. Like, it's a royal color. It's the royal we. Yeah, royal purple. Anywho, there are no rewards such as souls and humanity. Only a leaderboard with your current amount of consecutive wins, and even that resets every day. I didn't know that. They even managed to tie a bit of lore into this, saying that winning here would lead to Anor Londo from the aforementioned crystal's description. What does that mean? Uh, Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, I've never read that. I've got that crystal because you know it's really easy to get, but I've never, I've never fought here. Let us see here. Um, victory it, it in this battle. Forever. Victory in this battle once led to ancient Anorlando, but even in the absence of its overseer, uh, capitulation is a disgrace. In the name of the warrior's honor, do not quickly resort to the use of this crystal. So maybe this was an alternate to Sen's fortress. <laughs> yeah, like an, another test. Yeah. Weird. Like when you say it ties the bit of lore into it, like just like how, like why? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I just I don't I don't know, I don't understand. <laughs> <sighs> All right. right. Yeah, I never paid on? attention to that. Because mm. it's the battle of stoicism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the battle of standing there not saying stuff. Yeah. The stoicism yeah. is you standing there waiting for someone else to come fight you, which <laughs> never happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. From soft, do you know what stoicism means? It's not this. Um, yeah. Cool. Do you want to bring us home? Yes. Once you choose your type of fight, you're warped into an arena. In classic Demon Souls form, there are a ton of messages on the ground that explains the mechanics. There's a bonfire in the middle for when you're ready to quit, and platforms that you're supposed to stand on. Once they glow, uh, once on, they glow, and eventually other people start standing on other platforms to, uh, and will be summoned into your world to fight. My issue is mostly with four players, as it's almost impossible to set up a game given the netcode and the lack of a lobby system. As you wait for people to be summoned, you'll see red rings, think the miracle rings, but bright red, that signify other players are waiting. Worse, you'll see multiple multiple people waiting on the same square. Even worse, you can have two people summoned already, but the match doesn't start until you get one more. So... Mm. This is from a game that literally closes when you start a party chat on the Xbox 360. (laughs) How did they expect this to work? (laughs) Yeah, the team deathmatch was a really bad idea. Yeah. (laughs) Bad idea or poorly implemented? Yeah. I would say both. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it works with the, uh, if you could set up like a a fight club using the PC with the connectivity fix. The connectivity fix does Mm. this as, you know, fixes this as well. I would see like this, like this, this weird like corner case being like a blind spot for that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, Yeah. He, he, he goes on to say and concludes, All of that said, once you finally manage to get everyone in the proper spot, the host square is considered north, so there's lots of, we need east, or someone go north in the IRC channel. Uh, it's an absolute blast. Deathmatch is a free-for-all, with people backstabbing each other left and right, and hilarious weapon attacks all over the, are all over the place. I'll like to bring in some Black Knight Greatsword and sling as many people in the air as possible. Team is a little more strategic, but just as much fun. Because like, the, the reason why I want this to work... Uh, thank you, Jeremy, for that. Yes. Um, and we don't know very much about, like, 
obviously don't know that much about this, so that's really appreciated. Yeah. Is because like the idea of making a build where you're like shoring up a weakness. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Like, what if, you know, there's a use for all these dumb healing spells? <laughs> like, if, yeah. if you had, like, a party and, like, you're the party's healer and the other person is, like, kind of the tank, like, that's really neat. That's a neat do idea. Those, do those even work in there, though? I never even thought about it. Like, They, uh, they do. Um, regular healing items don't work. So it's like everybody's invading. But the, mm-hmm. the spells that allow you to, to heal, like, your... Your, your other people, like if you summon phantoms or something, like uh, oh. I forgot what they're even called. The princess. princess. Yeah, the princess yeah those princess shits. <laughs> the princess shits. Yeah, princess shits. Um, the, the, my, my least favorite website. Um, the, the, like, don't, uh, uh, I don't know, um, I don't know if they work or not. But if they do, that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm on the record as saying is like forming a Dark Souls party, like using the game long character creation engine of dark souls to like create a part, a moving piece of an offensive is a really neat idea. I'm not saying they need to do that instead of doing anything they already did. But like, if that's how this worked, I could see that ruling a whole lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. But that's just my, my thought on it. I don't know if that's uh, actually the case. So, and actually you're telling me that, you know, Jeremy's saying it's not the case. I trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently that's not the case, but what might've been, Right. So that concludes the responses. A record turnout. Um, there were lots of really long responses that I kind of had to edit down. So if you're listening, I'm like, wait a minute, I had, I made a decision for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we really, really appreciate it. Um, it's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit quiet on the interaction front uh, here for the next couple. However, um, the final episode, at the very least, is going to have uh, you know a spot for you guys and your opinions, experiences, and whatnot. And I will say that if you have um, general comments, like if you tried speedrunning, if you have any speedruns you really like, um, if you have any, uh, you know, any comments about that as an idea. Ooh, let's um, kindle this further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's continue. And we don't have to do a full extra episode about it. We probably won't get enough responses for that. Mm-hmm. But if we can fit them in the episode, we will. And if not, we want to hear them. Right. And then same thing with uh, PVP stories that maybe didn't have a place to, to be anywhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so uh, this has been a rather long um, appendix, so let's uh, bring it to a close. General admin stuff, um, you know, ratings, reviews, iTunes, check out the other shows on the network. and also How would the- somebody uh, get a hold of us with any of that stuff? Yes, they would go to either our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash bonfiresidechat, or most of the responses go through uh, duckfeed.tv slash contact, where uh, you can send us a little email, and then that gets worked in. Um, it's easier to organize that. It's, you know, every, every mm-hmm. everything there. So, yeah. Yeah, it's appreciated. Yep. Um, yeah, so do the rest of our stuff. Blah, blah, yep. bloop. You know it. Um, yeah, and uh, thank you, John. Yes. Again, for sticking around. Of course. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Mm, And uh, until next time, uh, may the flames guide you. May the umbasa to mend. (laughs) So so the world might be mended. So the flames might be umbasa. Yes, the flames might be umbasa. So we might emboss the flames. Yes. Should have got them bronzed. (laughs) Uh, And stick around for some deleted scenes. Tomorrow is my last day of work before my vacation. Yeah. Actually, yeah. me too. Oh, wow. Cobra Sam, you guys are going to be in the same place for Spring Breakers. <laughs> yeah, Cabo. He's going to be at my Cop. house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to be at your house porking butts and doing shots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope you're ready. 
pork. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever be ready for somebody to pork buns. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of one of the many people who uh, got on my balls to get into Dark Souls. Awesome. Before I, while I was holding out. High five, Badger and Gary, about Dark Souls, buddy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I was extremely happy when Gary got on the Dark Souls train. <laughs> I was extremely happy. Did too. he send you the late night the, the, the late night text too? No. I think, I think we had some chats. There uh, were some G chats. Yeah. Mm, yes. Have you heard the good news? <laughs> um, <laughs> Artorius is willing to be your Lord and Savior. <laughs> you accept, accept him into your void. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Definitely. Every time I come up with a dumb challenge idea for Dark Souls, John has already done it. Except for this new one that he's doing. <laughs> oh, it is this dual whip you're trying. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I just uh, I, I just finished the DLC area in, in Whip Fest today. <laughs> whip Fest. Whip Fest 2013. <laughs> whip Fest 2013. It actually went pretty easily. I was I was a little bit disappointed once I got my guy kind of going. It wasn't really that bad. <laughs> Like uh, so, so were you? Is it just whip type weapons, or are you doing like just plain whip, not the notch, not the uh, guardian tail, nothing like that? No, just the well, uh, yeah, just whip weapons in general. I didn't okay. end up using the guardian tail at all, but I would have the regular whip in my left hand and the notched in the right. Right. Classic. <laughs> Classic build. Yeah. The, I, me, and Brayton just got the whips for our double dragons, so we just recorded our first all whip duel. <laughs> nice. against each other I had to edit and everything but he's, I can't beat him in PvP and I don't know what it is I'm not I'm not great at PvP but it's getting really embarrassing <laughs> like the, like the so one like, the one time that I like did a little bit of PvP with my whip guy it went so bad I yeah, just I, like I felt like all I could do was just walk up and hope that they would stop blocking when I, when I tried to hit them <laughs> yeah, maybe you can try and back nope Maybe nope. you can. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. You can cast spells. Yeah. Oh, whips. Oh, whips. Whips. Um, yeah, we'll have to have, like, you come back and, and do, like, whip chat so you can talk about each individual <laughs> area of the game. I wish we had just had, like, a five minute cutaway that's like, and not for, not for the whip perspective. John Wolf. Whoops. There were four hollow soldiers, and I whipped the first two. And then I whip the other one, and then the next one. <laughs> and that was the whip report. Uh, <laughs> whip smart with John Wolf. <laughs> and when you're fighting these black knights with the whip, you just parry, but then you can't do shit. <laughs> you're 60 damage reposts. <laughs> You have to begin every segment with this is this is John with the whip chat now let's get cracking ah. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah whip smart let's get cracking yeah or or like if you wanted to get fancy with it it could be like release the cracking or oh. release the cracking yeah that's, that's it would work better in print than it would <laughs> like that you just you just wrote a my my Twitter pitch for tomorrow <laughs> so <laughs> done and done all right there we go. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. there we go. Is your is your Skype name a reference to home movies, John? Yes, yes, it is. Oh, that's a that's a, that's a good show, you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice. <laughs> I thought it would be a I thought it would be a good a good Skype name. <laughs> it would be a good Skype name. <laughs>
I don't, it's like he's vaguely Eastern slash Southern European. I don't know that it's strictly Italian. Yeah, he's like Italian slash Czechoslovakian or sub. I don't know. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> and his dad says the same, talks the same way. Yeah, the same VO actually too. Hmm. That's a good mm. show. I just got a uh, uh, an ad, I, and my email just popped up. I've got an ad out for housing, looking for an apartment. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not a couple, but Manuel Rodriguez just sent me a thing that said, I just found your ad on Craigslist. No one is leering couples move into a house. <laughs> what? Again, to see if I wanted a roommate instead of what I was looking to do. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. Nope. Um, sorry, man, Manuel. I do not need to have a leering couple in my arm. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> hey, Gary, guess what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why watch when you could live the dream, Gary? <laughs> Just standing there, leaning against a wall, licking his lips. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. I was going to, you know, going to watch some TV. <laughs> did, you, did you just... Yes. Mm. Okay, he did. Mm. All right. And he did. <sighs> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I have sex with her in front of me, Manuel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, buddy. It'd be awesome if, like, every time it happened, though, I got, like, $25 off rent. And then I, I could can. spend, spend the, like, all my time, like, hip-checking them into each other and then just being like, isn't Consuela beautiful tonight, Manuel? <laughs> <laughs> look, how, look how her skin shines in the moonlight. <laughs> yes. You can get paid to live there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really get them going. Wait yeah. a minute. Okay, so wait a minute. Did we just devise a scheme by which you get paid for other people having sex? Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. we did. Because at first it's something you have to endure, but eventually, like, that's something where, you know, I just endure it so often that I'd want it to happen. So <laughs> That would be like your job. You'd be like their sex catalyst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get double surgeries with the sex catalyst. Yeah. It's a it's a a promotional DLC crossover with Saints Row. We all pray that we will have far more soon 